Okay, and welcome to Hermanas Healing Together, the podcast where we embark on a transformative journey of self-discovery, healing, and growth. I should know this. I should have memorized, but I don't yet. <laughs> I'm your host, Danny Morn, and this is Lauren Connolly. She uh, is the owner of Perot and Chai, and she is going to give us a little bit of insight of what we can expect in October with the solar eclipse and a little bit. We're going to dab a little bit with tarot today, too, and um, offer some guidance as to what is happening this month. And I wanted to highlight that uh, we live in Kerrville, Texas, and this is Kerrville is going to be one of the um, prime viewing sites for this um, eclipse. So we are expecting a lot of traffic, a lot of busy, 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 busy. I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be in Vegas. So I'm escaping <laughs> the madness. I'm going to go be mad in Vegas. That's where I'm going. So let's get ready uh, to see what we can expect for this month. You can take it over now. Awesome. So, yes, we're, I've, I recently started working over at our uh, local CVB. So mm -hmm, I get mm -hmm. to hear all about so it. many questions <laughs> all day, every day um, about the eclipse. So I think by the end of this one and the big one that we have coming up in April, mm -hmm. I'm going to be done. <laughs> How interesting it is that not only, uh, so we were just talking that my moon is in uh, Libra and we are entering Libra season with this eclipse. But then also um, for my birthday month, we're also going to have another eclipse like 10 days before my birthday. So it's like, I feel like this is going to like heavily impact me, Lauren. And yeah. so I'm kind of curious to see what you have to say. <laughs> so eclipses are one of those things that I don't know. I kind of have mixed feelings about them. Because on one hand, they're one of those things that people, you know, they tell you not to work with them or, you like know, do magic to kind with of, them? yeah. I feel like they're a little, they have a bit of a uh, chaotic type energy, don't they? Yeah. And so when it comes to stuff like that, people like in the spiritual and the metaphysical community mm -hmm. will just get all kind of, you know, freak out about it. No, don't do any work during the eclipse. I and heard. there's. But there's a little validity to that but i feel like they're trans isn't like i feel like they're very transformative so maybe you know doing magic for your own transformation and healing purposes could be good now i don't know if you're a witch for hire and you end up doing some kind of love spell maybe that may not result in something good because it could probably go the opposite way with whatever energies we're dealing with so I mean, that's my take on it. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I personally like to work with eclipses depending on like where they fall in my chart. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's the thing to look out for is how it feels, how, you know, how it feels for you. Um, that's why. So like the ones with Scorpio and Taurus, I would kind of avoid those just because they were hitting very sensitive places in my mm -hmm. chart. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to mess with this. <laughs> Makes sense. These I might do a little work with. Gotcha. But in general, um, part of the reason, when you think about it astrologically, a lot of the chaos comes in with the nodes. Um, so in your chart, you have two calculated points, the lunar nodes. You've got the 
north node and the south node mm -hmm. um and when the sun is within 17 degrees of either one of those points that's what marks an eclipse season so we had the shift of the nodes into libra and aries earlier in the year so mm -hmm. that means we're kind of transitioning from all these taurus and scorpio eclipses to the ones in libra and aries um so when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to the nodes there's actually this story in um, Indian mythology mm -hmm. that kind of paints them as a dragon. So you've got the north node that's the head of the dragon and the south node that's the, the tail. tail of the dragon. But oh, they're disconnected. Because right. in, in the myth, um, Rahu, the north node, got his head chopped, chopped off. So... <laughs> We're not oh going to get God. into that entire story. I have never heard of that. I mean, I'm not an astrology person. I, I know you're like deep into it. And I like that. Like me and Phil last night when we were at the bubble tea, I'm not into astrology, but she was talking about it. And we were all like, wow. Yeah. So a dragon. Oh. Yeah. So if okay. you if you want to look up that story in your own time, it's actually really interesting. I, I think I'm um, going to. I'm going to be like, I have questions, Lauren. <laughs> so anyways, what we get from this mythology is that you've got the head, the north node, that is, you know, it's basically devouring everything and it has nowhere to go. So it's just like this bottomless pit Ooh. and it just wants to take in as much as it can. Um, and with the south node, it's kind of like, you know, it's trying to digest things, but there's a huge disconnect there. So picture it like this leaky bucket. You're trying to fill a gotcha. bucket that's got a hole in the bottom. You know what I also, what came to my mind with this when you were talking about that? I feel like the south can also be like stagnant energy. Mm -hmm. Like it just, things don't flow or progress. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's that's another theme of the nodes. The north is about progress, and the south is it, it can feel very stagnant and tiring. And when you have big south node transits, mm. like I'm going through a big south node transit right now, <laughs> and I've been tired. Like I'll, I feel like all I do is sleep now. Well, and I was telling you <laughs> yesterday because I was supposed to upload an episode this week, and I haven't. Now we're recording this, and that's gonna go. Um, for for next week when when October starts, but it's like I don't I don't feel I wouldn't say motivated. I'm just I don't know what I'm posting. You know, I just kind of lost my my touch with it for a minute. So I'm glad that you reached out and that we get to do this this time because yeah. we were supposed to do this for September, <laughs> and I never posted a reading for September. That's my brain sometimes acts a weird way. I think we tried to schedule like what three times. I know, I know. It's been crazy times. And my aunt, my aunt who follows my podcast, she's like, "Oh, because I had a, a reading for August." She's like, "This is cool. Like, are you gonna keep on doing this?" And I said, "I don't know. Maybe. I don't think so because I never posted one for September." But now that you're here, like, I want to do this like a like a regular basis kind of thing. Yeah, it's fun when you I'm get gonna, into I'm, it, but I'm it's like you sometimes you're stuck with me, Lauren. You can't go anywhere. Now you're stuck. Alrighty. So what is this? Oh, that's cool. So we'll talk a little bit about what you're talking about as far as healing blocks, because um, that's related to these nodes again, and 
So let's just let's just do a quick general forecast for October, and then we'll get into the okay. uh, eclipse stuff. Cool. Um, so with the South Node, as I kind of explained, we have that you know draining stagnation. Um, now there are some upsides to the South Node, mm -hmm. um, and Kelly Thirties describes it as being very spiritualizing. So it's, you know, a good time for reflection and meditation and spiritual work and that sort of thing. So there is that side of it that you can work with. So right now, um, we have Mars approaching the South Node. And if mm -hmm. we think about the what Mars symbolizes, that's our drive, that's our energy, that's, you know, something that when it comes to a placement like this, you know, it's kind of like you're pouring water on, oh, on the fire. <laughs> And it sizzles. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so it can, especially if you're someone who has Mars as your chart ruler, or Mars is in a very powerful place in your chart, these transits can be incredibly draining. So, like, I'm a Scorpio rising. That's my chart ruler. So that's, yeah. I wonder if I... I don't know. You did mine a while ago. I don't even. I'm know. gonna have to look at yours again. Yeah, you, I yes, you need to because I'm. I, I always say I'm fire. I'm full of. Mm -hmm. well, I remember seeing you had like a lot of stuff on the Aries Libra axis. Mm -hmm. So I just I thought of you when I was looking at this eclipse. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna affect. I don't know how. I feel like. I mean, I'm gonna be in Vegas, and I feel like that's gonna be probably really distracting because I'm not going to worry about that but I, I kind of want to see how that unfolds for me while I'm there like if I'm gonna if something comes up from this I don't know I don't know what am I expecting I have no idea yeah I'm just going but I want to get a screenshot of that later on if you can send it oh, to yeah. me because I want to see if I'm able to, to put it with the video I think that would be really cool and even on my Instagram Oh, that's yeah. cute. So, um, this is my planner. This it's is how so I look cute. at transits, and I don't have to suffer through an ephemeris. Because otherwise, yeah, I don't want to go down that road. That's so cute. Um, what do we have in here? So, here uh, we have a summary of the astrological transits, and there are a few that really caught my attention. Um, so, we talked a little bit about Mars and the South Node. I think that one's going to be, you know, at its most difficult at the beginning of the month. And then after that, it'll kind of tone down a little bit. Mm. Um, but again, that's, that's a good time to work with more, you know, spiritualizing topics, especially if you have, you know, lots of stuff going on in Libra and Aries. You probably felt the shift earlier in the year. You're going to feel it again this month. Interesting. Um, Is there something specific? that people should focus on during October? So when we think about the Libra and Aries axis, there is this balance between action, um, that very Aries-oriented action, um, mm -hmm. and also being a little hot-headed and maybe oh, taking yeah. things Hello. too quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the situation with Libra, with, you know, you, they're symbolized by the scales, so you have that sort of that measurement, that thinking, yeah, which sometimes, sometimes sometimes leads to 
indecisiveness. Oh my god. So it's like the polar opposite. Like my word. That is that is me one hundred percent. So that when we me. when we get into this axis, you've got this big like push pull going on between Libra and Aries. Um so it's kind of a time when we're gonna have to focus a little more on both measuring our actions but also actually doing something and not just deliberating over it and why do i feel that perhaps not putting too many things in our to-do list so we don't get overwhelmed and Mm -hmm. end up just not doing anything whatsoever maybe less but more steady focus Mm -hmm. instead of too many things too many too many uh (laughs) focused actions. yeah Uh, yeah that's too much (laughs) um so on october 11th we have mars going into scorpio which mars has been in libra uh, without getting too much into the technical side of it it's not a great place for um mars to be Mm -hmm. because we have this venus ruled sign that again it's about a little bit about that deliberation and harmony and mars is in the opposite sign of its home so it's a, it's a difficult place for it to be gotcha and mars only cycles through the signs you know every couple years or every two and a half years something oh. like that i'd have to look it up um but yeah so mars being in scorpio isn't going to happen again for a while so if you are you know if you have a scorpio ascendant or Scorpio is a, you know, you've got a bunch of planets in Scorpio. This is a good time to work with Mars, especially after it's been in its fall for quite some time. With the work with the Mars energy. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a theme of this month in general uh, between that, the South Node transit and the eclipse. Um... And Mars is going to be difficult to work with because in traditional astrology, it's known as a malefic planet, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, one of the bad planets, for lack of a better (laughs) And I don't really like to talk about them that way. No, right? Um, There's always some kind of positive insight. Yeah. With, you know. Yeah, so uh, they're just a little more challenging to work with. Um, Well, it brings with challenges. Yeah, um, interesting. I like that. Yeah. So what else? What else do you have for us? <laughs> as far as the actual eclipse goes, um, so that's what I really wanted to get into today. We have, well, it's, it's kind of interesting because we had a full moon earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. That oh, was, it was so beautiful yeah. when when I left the bubble tea and I was driving home. It was huge. Was like, <laughs> it was so big. Yeah. It was so pretty. Um. Yeah, so the full moon that we had this morning, it's deceptively quiet because it's not really making any other aspects on the chart, mm. but it's in Aries, so it's still got a lot of that fire, you know, behind it. Yeah. So it's like this flame that's burning intensely, but it's not going anywhere yet. You know, I have felt this the past two days very, very bouncy. I almost like to describe it that I feel like I, I'm vibrating. My energy <laughs> is all over the place and I've been so hyper that I think that if I wasn't doing the work that I do with massage, I would be literally bouncing off the walls. Massage kind of just 
grounds me, he brings it all down, but I've been like on the go, on the go, being a clean freak. I'm feeling it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's nice to have a clean house, but I'm feeling it. I was like, it was 11 o'clock and I'm mopping my house at 11 o'clock. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm a mess. I'd be interested. I need to look at where your Mars and Mercury again are because those are the things that kind of mess with you that way. It makes me, it literally makes me feel like I'm like vibrating and like I'm so hyper and off the wall. It's insane. It's not pleasant sometimes to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know I have a hyperactive Mercury so yeah. well not so much on the physical side of things. I cannot shut my brain off when I need It's just like active. It's just yeah. going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I suffer from some of that, too. <laughs> That's why you're a night owl. Yeah. That's why you're a night owl. I try to be creative at night. So, as far as the eclipse goes, um, as we're, we kind of have this journey from this full moon in Aries to the new moon. So, we go from this really quiet energy to the moon moving into a conjunction with the sun um and for the eclipse you've mm -hmm. got it there with mars the south node and mercury um less less mars because mars has moved into scorpio by then but this conjunction with mercury wherever this is in your chart not only are you having like this big shift but it's something that i want to read it as you you kind of have to do something with it in a mercurial way if you if you're wanting to work with this so if you're thinking about what kind of action you need to take i like to think of writing and communication because that's a lot of my fields of work um oh. but if you're any sort of you know writer or you do technical work or anything along those lines um that can be a good way to work with this energy and so that's all that's all happening on the south node in libra so if we put that all together you just you kind of have to think of it in terms of how can you do that in a way that works with that south node over there because the south node really sets the theme for that eclipse Ooh. so it's a shift but it's one it's almost kind of bringing us back a little bit or it's asking us to stay still for a little bit or let things go makes sense um so this would be yeah when i think of the south node i just i think of releasing things letting things go so people talk about the new moon and they're saying you know this is when you should start new things but the south node's but there the, yeah <laughs> yeah so it's like think about you can, you can still think about starting new things but you might for the eclipse, want to think about what you need to release first to make space for those things. What do you need to let go of? That's my question to you then. Ooh, yeah. What do we need to let go of? <laughs> Work. <laughs> Responsibilities. Yeah. Responsibilities. Bills. <laughs> I need to get me a sugar daddy for the eclipse to pay my bills. <laughs> That's what I'm going to release are my bills to my sugar daddy. <laughs> I mean, right? I can yeah. make that work. Sugar daddy, sugar daddy, where are you? 
Uh, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. 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 <laughs> Slightly. So we have, um, I guess the other side to this eclipse, if we look at the North Node and try and consider the North Node is where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that we're talking about this for this podcast, too, because this is um, actually conjunct Chiron, which oh. is known as the Wounded Healer. Mm. So if we think about, you know, whatever journey we're supposed to be taking with Chiron, that's asking us to kind of address our wounds, um, especially mm. spiritual ones. Or any sort of trauma that you've, you know, been trying to work through. And that that is kind of my hesitation with working with this eclipse. Is rather than thinking about taking action, this is a good time to reflect and look at what's being brought to the surface. Um, so this might be just, it's a, it's a good time to listen. Yeah. Think about, like, what uh, comes up mentally for go, you. Yeah, go inwards and... Yeah. Visit with your with yourself. I mean, can we say the the energy of the hermit kind of comes in? Maybe didn't we draw that last night? We I did. think that came up. <laughs> yes, we did in our yeah. reading. Yes, yeah. but although I feel like the hermit could be somebody that's always that can be just still mm-hmm. and go inwards and address whatever is happening, you know, with the higher self and our conscious, but. At the same time, with the eclipse, it's also to take action. So maybe puke some of those things up out that we are bottling in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like, it doesn't have to be pretty. It's just it's asking you to, yeah, just look at those two sides. Look at what, if any trauma is coming up, or what wounds you need to heal. And what um, you need to let go of for well, that mine to happen. definitely came out yesterday on that reading that we did mm-hmm. for my situation. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I feel like when stuff like that comes up, it's because we're ready to address that. 100% so <laughs> sister. No, yeah, because that's kind of where I've been, you know, stuck. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense. I like that. That's going to be my take on that. I need to release that and not let it shape any future relationships for me. Because mm-hmm. I'm trying to be open for love and I've been close for the longest time. So maybe I just need to do that. Be like, I'm going to let go of this. Just throw with it. Just, just go with it, right? Mm-hmm. It's time. Okay. I like this. Thank you. This mm-hmm. is like speaking to me today, Lauren. <laughs> You came to read me. <laughs> yeah. So while I do like the astrology of it, I don't want to spend too much time on that because we know how I can go off on and get nerdy in here. <laughs> Lauren can get super nerdy. Um. So let's do a. Actually, let's do it. Yeah. We're good on time. Okay. Well, it's twenty-three minutes. Now. Okay. So we're making good time. We have we have good time. We have we have plenty of time to do this. We're Not like see. my one hour podcast that turned into like three and a half. Oh my gosh. No. That's why I, I constantly look at my little recording thing so it kinda tells me where we are yeah. with time because I can get really 
Yeah, scatterbrain. So I guess if we're talking about this eclipse, letting things go and dealing with trauma, facing trauma, um, I kind of want to do a quick read of what, you know, we can do like a community reading, you know, just yeah. for people, just a general, like what needs to happen for you to move forward right now. I like that. That's perfect. Let's see. What do you need to let go to move forward? We'll just, we'll stick I with like that. that. I like that question. Theme. What do you need to let go to move forward? Those cards are so cute, by the way. I love them. I didn't think I was going to like this deck at first, but really? it's grown on me. You want to cut it? Sure. <sighs> I put my magic on it. There, I don't know. I cut it like this. Let's put whichever ones you want on top. Oh. Ah, ha, ha. <laughs> okay. Oh. That's interesting. Okay, so... Oh, wait, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, what do I so. see in the back? Oh, yeah. I feel like we got it. Yeah, we got this one yesterday, too. Okay, so we've got our three cards. We've got... What we need to let go, which is going to be the higher ascent, um, which I really like this because this is a Venus ruled um, card. This is actually Taurus, if we're talking it's, about yeah astrological correspondences. Um, and right now we have Uranus and Taurus, which Uranus is that planet that likes to shake things up and break down structures, um, as we found out from makes that. Makes things challenging. Yeah. It's a lot about change, which if we think about the Hierophant in the context of like traditional tarot, it's about structures and power and authority figures. So it's basically saying that we need to let go these expectations, societal expectations, old structures, and kind of be your own guru like this guy yeah. here. And he looks so happy. Yeah. He's like laughing at whatever he's releasing. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know. need this baggage anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's kind of his own spiritual leader. Yeah, letting go and just flowing with things. That's yeah. how I think about it. And then we have Temperance. Oh, that's one of my favorite cards. I love this one. Every time that card comes up for me, I think about my... Uh, I'm very attached to my aunt's spirit, who I believe is my guardian angel or spirit guide, if you want to call it. And every time I see that card, I think about her. Mm -hmm. So I feel like she shows up. That's neat. Yeah, like a guidance. Yeah, so Temperance, especially in this deck, um, I don't know how well you can see this. I'm going to take a photo of that. Yeah, we can. We're going to put those on the side and I can take a photo oh, of those okay. so I can put it on the video. So this one is a lot about polarity. Um, so if we think about that eclipse coming up in the mm -hmm. Libra Aries axis, you have this careful balance that comes with temperance. So in this card, you've got this guy with angel wings and he's got the dark sphere on one side or the moon, maybe, mm -hmm. and the sun on the other, and he's kind of weaving these energies together. Is this kind of like the yin and yin, mm -hmm. right? 
Yeah, and especially in this deck, it really just highlights those polarities. So we're bringing these things together. And then as far as how we move forward, um, so this one's kind of hard because we got the three of swords for our, which again, I just, I keep coming back to that chart. Yeah. Because, you know, we were talking about Chiron and healing from trauma and processing all those things. And the Three of Swords comes up, and it's kind of like you just have to give yourself the space to process all of that. Mm-hmm. And so while that is a really heavy card, um, there's a lot of, yeah, there's, there's just so much that can be done with this Eclipse as far as like what you need to let go. And to me, this says that this is primarily stemming from societal expectations and a structure that is no longer serving us so we have to break that down yeah before we can we translate that as like part of our programming that sometimes limit us in the way that we think or we structure ourselves and yeah i don't know why i feel with this and shadow work yeah i mean that's a good especially with temperance like this is like listening going inwards and that's you know what i like to always say about our higher self and getting in contact with our higher self funny enough there's never a coincidence i posted about higher self today i said um what was the quote it was something like along the lines and i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up and share it but it was something like connect with your higher self or once you connect with your higher self like you're gonna start showing up as her and i feel like sometimes we you know, the reason why we don't listen to our intuition and we don't let go of a lot of things is because we are not connected with our spiritual side. Mm-hmm. And we're not only that, but there's a, like a lot of embarrassment when it comes to healing because we think or we want to label us that we're bad people or like how can I have these feelings and these thoughts? But that's the duality, that polarity that you talk about. It's like honoring your shadow self and also who you are and who you want to become. Yeah. So that's my take on that. And it that just fits so well with the higher event here because mm-hmm. and like she said, we'll post a picture of this as yeah, well. We will. And there's just, I like the one in this deck because it's just you don't have the strict stern church figure in there that you often have and he's yeah. his I mean almost almost kind of stereotypical, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's something that has to do with, with, like, the beliefs and the programming that we also have or we are raised with. And to me, this is just about letting all that go because he's just, he's kind of laughing in the face of all that. And it's... Releasing it. It's not not part of you. Which I translate that to limiting beliefs also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there are so many things. And again think about like where this is coming up in your chart if you happen to know your chart um when we think about societal structures like even when we're aware of them they're just they're so baked in Mm -hmm. that you don't notice it and so it's Mm -hmm. kind of hard to break that repetition and it just continuously gets passed down from generation to generation so then we kind of get into generational trauma, which I break the cycle. Yeah, I broke the cycle for my family, which I'm really proud of. Good. Yeah, with my yeah. kids, I broke the cycle. Um, I was gonna say something. 
Oh, this almost confirms what we talked about in my reading last night. You and I felt like I needed a need. Yeah. Yeah. To like hear that again. Like confirmation. Surrender and go. Stop wanting to control things, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a control freak. Yeah. I'm a bit of a control oh freak. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I always like to look at the underlying oh, yes. card. Yes, the card yes, on yes. the bottom. Um, oh my gosh, this <laughs> came out for me yesterday too. Judgment. Yeah. Um, so judgment oh is something that we talked a lot about yesterday. Um, and this is all. This also puts an interesting spin on this reading because mm. it's like even if you don't do the work, it's gonna come out somehow. It's gonna be handed to you by the universe. <laughs> it's like deal with it. <laughs> judgment. Judgment's one of those places where. You know, whatever's meant to happen is just gonna happen, and so yeah. if we keep like trying to hold on to things and keep them in, not only are things not gonna happen on our terms, but they're gonna break out in a way that's, you know, potentially damaging in the short term. But that's sometimes what we need to heal. Mm -hmm. So if you want to make it easy, get it out now. <laughs> Do it now. Do the internal work right now right meow <laughs> that's another good shadow work card yeah don't mix them so we can take a picture and post it yeah i really okay. like that all right are we done i think we're done well let me get back on my script so i can close this up <laughs> that's what we're doing okay i just want to make sure that we're still recording but thank you for joining us on this uh, enlightening, enlightening <laughs> episode of Hermanas Healing Together. If you found today's tarot and astrology forecast as fascinating as we did, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. Also, where can they find you if they want to connect with you? So you can find me at tarotandchai.com. Don't look at my blog. I haven't posted anything on it lately. <laughs> Go look at the blog now. <laughs> so you can also sign up for my email list, which I actually religiously keep up with on a weekly basis. That's awesome. What do you share in there? Um, so that's where I do. I've been doing horoscopes lately because I need to practice my oh, horoscope my writing. Gosh. Yes. Um, that's awesome. But I do the weekly horoscopes and occasionally we'll share like a card of the week kind of thing. Um, as well as just something a little motivational to get your week going. I do the free free Monday motivation. That's awesome. Yeah. And are you still on Instagram? Mm -hmm. Tarot and Chai. Chai. So you can go find her there. This is Lauren. And don't forget to connect with me on Instagram because I opened an Instagram just for this. So you must be following at Hermanas Healing Together. Until next time, remember the healing is a journey we embark on together especially during this special time that we're going to have this eclipse here in Kerrville. It's really coming up. So see you next time. Peace out. Bye. Bye. <laughs>